calling all lovers of mystery and fans of a good story. If you haven't already heard me talk about June's journey, you're in for a treat. It's time to don your detective hat in this free hidden object mobile game that delves into the captivating journey of June Parker, a self-proclaimed detective on a quest to unravel the mystery surrounding her sister's untimely death. In June's journey, you get to play as June, deciphering clues and unveiling secret plots within thousands of beautifully illustrated scenes. And did I mention it's set in the glitzy 1920s? New chapters are added weekly, so you will never run out of new thrills to uncover, and you can also personalize and decorate your very own Orchid Island where the story takes place. How sharp are your detective skills? Find out when you download June's Journey on your Android or iOS device, or play online via Facebook games. Your detective journey awaits. Contained herein are the heresies of Radolf Buntwine, erstwhile monk-turned-traveling medical investigator. Join me as I uncover the blasphemous truth of a plague-ridden world, that ours is not a loving god, and we are not its favored children. The Heresies of Radolf Buntwine, coming January 2nd, wherever podcasts are available. Hello and welcome to the IGN UK podcast. On this week's podcast, I'm joined by Rory Bowers. What's up, guys? And Chris Tilly. Hola. Hello, hello, pod people. Hello, pod people. Uh, and we're going to kick off this week's podcast with the news that FIFA, at last, is going to include female players when FIFA 16 comes out in September this year. Yeah. Obviously, FIFA appears to have been around since the dawn of time. I can't remember what the first year it was, but it's got to be what at least the 20th anniversary yeah. of FIFA. Yeah. At least. And it's taken this long to get any kind of female players in the game, which I think is crazy. Yeah, I believe there have been petitions, haven't there, for they it? Have, yes. But has it really been a big news story? Is it something that people have been really protesting for, or is it just kind of, oh, it's about time? From my perspective, I think if you, like, FIFA is not just about top flight football, it's a celebration of football. So, therefore, you know, you've got Premier League all the way down to, gosh, I'm trying to think, it obviously doesn't go as low as Sunday League, but you've yeah. got so many clubs from so many uh, countries in there. So it almost felt like the one thing that was missing was women's football, mm. especially because it's become much more popular in the last kind of five years or so. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as an Arsenal fan, like, I've seen a lot more success from the Arsenal ladies team than I have <laughs> from, you <laughs> know, funny. the kind of the Premier League team, which is kind of crazy. Yeah. But... Uh, so I think it's really, really good that it's happening at last. Um, although the one thing is, uh, it's worth saying, it's happening in quite a small way. So there's going to mm. be uh, twelve. Just a guy with long hair. No, the first Rory. Step. Actually, no. I you haven't read the story, Rory. Yes. I have read the story. So there's twelve international teams: Australia, Brazil, Canada, China, England, France, Germany, Italy, Mexico, Spain, and Sweden. Oh, and the US. Woo! I thought what you'd be you happy about that. Yeah. America! But the Bring guns on the field. The important thing about it is, uh, is that, uh, so David Rutter, who's the vice president of FIFA, not, not FIFA FIFA, but FIFA the game, not the otherwise he'd probably FIFA. be in jail, yeah. um, was saying that the reason they've kind of taken this long is they wanted to do it properly and authentically. And by that, it's kind of making sure FIFA the game is solid enough and didn't need kind of, you know, the passing needed work or all that kind of stuff. 
Uh, and then also to make sure that if they're going to include female players, that it's done authentically. So rather than just taking Moke, Captain Messi, or whoever it is they have as their animation, <laughs> there's actual female players yep. who provided yeah. the mocap. Yeah, rather yeah. than kind of taking a male skeleton and just and putting, re-skinning. putting a wig yeah. on it. Which obviously Ubisoft did infamously for, um, was it Assassin's Creed, I think? Oh, oh really? Yeah. <laughs> They were talking about. Oh no, no, they didn't. Do it. Walking no, like no, this that's bodybuilding. Right. Sorry, <laughs> female Correction. protagonist. The reason they didn't include a female character is because they would have done it that way. Which oh, is okay. Like, well, thank God that, that they didn't. Could they yeah. not have just got that guy that did Harley Quinn for the Batman game? They could have got him. <laughs> that is the most convincing kind of like uh, swagger. I guess it was a swagger. But, what did you like? Well, Harley have Quinn. Have a squid walk. A Harley Quinn walk? in um, both the original Arkham Asylum and Arkham City was mocapped. Really, oh, man. Ooh. Well, Smeagol wasn't really a little goblin creature. I heard that was a man too. Really? So controversy. We're losing controversy exactly. everywhere. <laughs> exactly. So, Chris, you're a football fan. Are you pleased with this? This, uh, yeah, I think it, I think it's great news. Yeah. Um, I, I did think it was interesting. He was talking about the fact that he's got two daughters. Yeah. And they've been bugging him about it, and I wonder—I genuinely wonder how much that's had to do with it. Where he's like, "I know how like to have <laughs> pester power." Jesus, if it was me, I'd be like, "Yeah, just have it, just have it." <laughs> all <laughs> girls, just all girls. But it feels like it's something that um, you know. There's been a lot of criticism of Marvel for the lack of female toy. Well, obviously in the films, the lack of female characters, and um, with the toys, the lack of Black Widow merchandise. Yeah. And I think. Did Mark Ruffalo? Some people have come out and said, you know, what can I buy? I think it was Ruffalo saying, I don't know what to buy my daughters. And I wonder if this is what it's going to take, the pressure of daughters on their dads who are in positions of power to finally get people to sit up and stand up for this and and make it happen. But uh, hopefully, but hopefully this is the, like, FIFA is the biggest sports game in the world ever. So the fact that these guys are kind of making that change, and if that was the catalyst that made it made it happen, or at least you know with the online petition, then you know, sure, at last. And, and also, was it fifty one percent of the planet's women? Yeah. Uh, the majority of football players are in America. The female football players, rather. Right. You know, that's where it's the biggest market is in America. Yeah. That's a huge market for them to tap into if those girls aren't playing FIFA. Yeah. But might consider it now that that. Um, it's available to them with, yeah. with girls in it. So it's obviously got to be a business decision as well. Well, so that's putting on my cynical hat. Yeah. You are basically unlocking a massive market that yeah. you're perhaps excluding already. But why not? You know, yeah, completely, if, yeah. If it's, even if it's been done for not entirely the right reasons. Yeah. I do have one question, though. Um, could they let the women play in more feminine clothes like they do in volleyball? Uh, they could, for example, have tighter shorts. Is that possible? Oh, my gosh. Is that a genuine question? Yeah. Do you not recognise that quote? No. This is a genuine quote okay. from 2011. Right. <laughs> okay, right. From, My heart was racing there for a minute. There, I didn't really know. I was like, ah. Uh. <laughs> from a gentleman who's been in the news this week. That was Sepp Blatter said that three Did he years really? ago. really? I remember the whole wow. kind of thing about like, you know, trying to make the goalpost bigger for when it was happening. Yeah, he said female players are pretty, if you excuse me for saying so, and they already have some different rules to men, such as playing with a lighter ball. That decision was taken to create a more female aesthetic, so why not do it in fashion? And apparently, uh, I, that's not even true about the lighter oh, ball. God. You had that wrong. Oh, is that right? Uh, yeah, that's what. Why all is he the... still the head of FIFA? <laughs> it's insane. It, uh, it just made me laugh that this was happening the week that Blatter's in all this trouble. Because, oh, I know. You know, it, he he said the worst things about women football that you can, yeah. and he's the head of football worldwide, and likely to be uh, re-elected. Yes, something's happens by the time this podcast exactly. Yeah, comes we'll know out. by the time it goes live. So um, he he'll be one person that's upset with this news. I'm sure. <laughs> well, you know, you don't know what the uniforms are like. So 
it's one thing I, I kind of feel bad about it because it's one of those things that I hadn't really taken into account. And then as soon as I saw this story, I actually thought about it. And I was like, I can't believe that mm. you haven't been able to play as a girl. But it's something that because I am a guy, every time I play those games, you know, that's just I'm used to watching the football sport, which yeah. is all men. Yeah. I never even considered what it would be like to be a female playing that yeah. game and mm. not even yeah. being able to play a character of your own gender. It seems like such a prehistoric thing that hasn't been it is, made yeah. weird and until, uh, you know, the change. And is it as big a problem in games as it is in films in terms of um, a lack of female protagonists in kind of the mainstream media? There are very few. Yeah. yeah. You know, there are so many kind of stereotypes. Yeah. You know, the kind of uh, butch white male tends to kind of lead the fray. So, and then yeah. even when you do get kind of a reasonably interesting female protagonist, there's a lot of pitfalls and things that I, like that I'm kind of afraid that Supergirl might be heading into mm. uh, with that. So, I mean, I, I do struggle to find films and TV shows with really strong female protagonists that yeah. I, you know, think are badass. So, yeah, so uh, this is a really... I mean, it's baby steps, but it's, yeah. it is nevertheless a step in the right direction. Absolutely, Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. But do you think... Um, I guess the standard of the female players won't be as high as the standard of the best male players. Like statistically wise? Uh, well, if like, it's based on the real life. Yeah, like if, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, yeah. if you know, um, Brazil's women, uh, females played them, Brazil's males, the males would win. So that's one thing that apparently they've specified is that you won't have uh, male versus female sure. teams because it's just not fair. But in the same way that, you know, kind of lower uh, tier clubs yeah. aren't as good as kind of top flight. I agree. So, so my question is how many people are going to be... Uh, playing with these female teams against other female teams when as far as I see whenever you guys are playing FIFA in the office everyone's going for the two best clubs or the two best countries uh, well the thing is if you were going to play FIFA yeah. who would you, which team would you pick? Uh, if I knew that playing my own club Crystal Palace against Arsenal was yeah. going to leave me at a massive disadvantage I'd probably try and play as Chelsea against right, okay. Arsenal because <laughs> like, even though I know I will get battered as Arsenal most of the time I still choose Arsenal do you? yeah but that, but they are still a top four Premier yeah, League yeah. club. Um, but I know a lot of people who the reason they love FIFA is because of the authenticity. Mm. Is because it's not just about that the, the top flight clubs. It's got everything going all the way down. Um, I wonder if they'll if we'll be able to get the information then of how many people are actually using the female teams, how many boys are using them. Yeah, which I'm guessing won't be that many. I'll play as a female team. Yeah, Will why you? not? Yeah, totally. I don't really have any. Uh, loyalties any other way so yeah okay. I'm just I'm just playing devil's advocate here yeah, yeah, and also yeah. then how many equally how many girls will play yeah as girls teams but, but I think the important thing here is is that nothing's being taken away for FIFA sure. to make way for this yeah. it's just something extra and, exactly and so you know looking at the kind of comments on the site so far a lot of them which I'm really happy about, are very positive. And right. so, you know, it's great that we're including those but of course you've got a minority that's like well why don't they focus on X or Y and the devs haven't come out and said that, well, we're not also going to improve gameplay and do this, that. Of course they're going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. They haven't chosen to kind of ignore the main game and put uh, female players into it. This is over and above. And I just think, well, you know, if you don't want to play it, don't play it. Yeah. It's the same as if you don't want to play any of the French teams. Don't play as the French teams. They're there, but you don't have to play them. Yeah. I was joking with Luke uh, <laughs> that they released the game and this would be like... Feminist DLC pack plays <laughs> girls in the new soccer game, but it's like it's not, it's not, it's not soccer, soccer, it's football. football. Yeah. Okay. Exactly. Thanks this, for the correction. This is the IGN really UK podcast. I'm gonna, leave. I'm gonna go. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it's, so I think yeah, no, so only twelve teams uh, yeah. to begin with, but there was a reason for that. Um, they wanted to have the broadest appeal possible, 
Uh, and of I course. guess, you know, if you start that, and who knows if that mode becomes popular or female teams become popular, then we will see, you know, more of that kind of happening in the future. Ho- or even hopefully. standalone yeah. games where it's female female teams. Yep. Could be a possibility. Great news. There you go. Good yeah. news. Starting what else strong. has been happening this week? Rory, you went to Comic-Con. I did, yeah. I went to the uh, London, it's got so many names, London MCM Expo, which is now London what MCM, MCM Comic-Con. Mm, um, magazines, comics, movies, or movies, comics, magazines. That's Ma- way better manga. than what I was going to say. Manga, wow. comics, magazines. I never no, thought about magazines. what MCM stands for. No, I just thought it was like a company name or something. What does IGN Like IGN. <laughs> I thought they were going to ask me that when I was getting my visa done this morning. That's a head scratcher still. Um, yeah, so I went, this was the first time I'd gone for all three days. Right. Because it's my first time I live in London, so usually I'd have to commute up with was an absolute nightmare mega bussing at four in the morning just to get up here for one day so it was i know i know it's so you bad. and the mega bus so honestly bad. i love that mega bus you will not let me go I'm a sucker for punishment <laughs> so what was the highlight what oh the highlight highlight um well I, I was talking to some of you guys earlier and i think you know people go because they love one aspect of it maybe it's the movies or the anime or the video games i'm into kind of all of it i absolutely love everything that they showcase there so one of the highlights for me this year was I'd never done this before. I actually got to go watch an esports competition. So I forget what the competition was, but it was like the UK's best teams. <laughs> it was it was really cool. So the, 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 you can't even remember what it, what game were they playing. You oh, League of Legends. It was League of okay, Legends. I don't remember the, okay. the name of the, of the As long as you know trophy. what game you actually saw. Yeah. Right. Uh, so it was two teams competing for uh, whatever title it was, UK Championships. It was in this huge, I think, 800-seat auditorium. Had it up on the big projections. They had the, the announcer guys. So I, 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 um, I've seen some of the esports competitions online because they obviously stream them on Twitch and things like that. But it was really cool to actually go there and, and watch a competition and see these guys play it out for you know one or two hours out of the day. But uh, you're a bit of a, a League of Legends player, aren't you? Yeah, yeah. I'm not very. I'm not. How great. do you fancy your chances after seeing the pros at work? Oh my god, they're ridiculous. Right. Absolutely insane. Um, I'm getting better slowly every day, but uh, it's it's a very very competitive game. The learning curve is very very steep. Right. Uh, it's quite unforgiving, and the community can be a little little mean sometimes. Oh, a really? little hurtful to sensitive old Rory. Aww. Yeah, yeah. So uh, there was one game I was playing a character called Master Yi. And by the end, the whole team was calling me Master Noob. Everyone, they'd all j- ganged up on me, and they were all, report Master Noob. I mean, that's not the worst put-down so, I've ever heard. It's, it's pretty childish. Yeah. Yeah. Master Noob. Cut me, cut me. I was like, oh, yeah, good one, guys. Wiping away the tears. They're like, it doesn't hurt. It's fine. Thank you. Walking up. Uh, but it was it was really cool, really fun. Got to meet lots of uh, awesome people, see a lot of awesome cosplays. Did you cosplay? I did cosplay, actually. Did you? I, I've, I've cosplayed... Um, Twice before, this was my second time. Okay. So the first time was Ordon Link from Twilight Princess. Right. Because it's really, really easy. And this time I was Edward Elric from an anime called Full Metal Alchemist, which is also kind of easy. You basically just have like a metal arm. But uh, How did you make your metal arm? Was it just tin foil? No, it, oh God. No, it's uh, craft foam. Like craft foam and glue and Velcro And so you patches. actually made it yourself? Yeah, I actually made it myself. Ah. I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get better at it. Um... So I think the next the next expo is in October. Okay. So hopefully that will give me some time to really nail down an awesome one. Why Why don't we ask our uh, listeners and watchers what they'd like to see you cosplay? As. Ooh, very nice. I actually had a really funny moment, which was uh, I think on the first day of the expo, and I ran into uh, one of the duck hunters on the Facebook group, and he was there ah. for for press. 
So uh, I was just kind of so talking to him. He got a press ticket. He got a press ticket, and I bought my ticket. Uh, but I was—I assume he thought I was there for the the same reason. Right. So he was like, "Hey, really like, good to see you again, Roy," and like put out his hand. And we had a moment where he like looked down at my metal arm, and he was kind of like, "Oh," <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, I'm just here for fun, <laughs> basically." Fair enough. Yeah. Keeping it real. But it was awesome. I, I think next time. year I'd like to see you do a video diary as well. Video diary. Yeah. Don't you think yeah. Rory's fun day I out? I think it'd be quite good. Yeah. I'll just Stick steal one of the IGN, IGN mics, but I won't plug it into anything. And I'll just do like, I'll get one of those uh, selfie sticks and just diary the whole thing. Sounds what good. What do you mean? You're not going to plug it into anything? Just, well, what am I going to plug it into? An iPhone? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> it's for show. It's all for show. Oh um, did you see any movie stuff when you were there? Uh, I didn't actually see oh, any great. movie stuff. I saw. <laughs> so you're not into everything. He's into everything apart from movies. Well, I mean, they had they had a lot, they had a lot of cool props. They had like the um, uh, replicas of the Batmobile, the um, the car from Mad Max. Yeah, but the Batmobile was the it was yeah, from the yeah from the game. The game. Yeah, right. exactly. Um, the car from Mad Max. That's a movie. Yes. That's a fantastic movie. It is. Absolutely loved it. Alex, you've seen Mad Max, haven't you? No, I've not no, seen it. No. <laughs> You should go see it. Thanks. Yeah, it came out. It came out in like 1979. I know. No, I know. I've not been, to, not been to the cinema since. <laughs> Your I was kids four. are grown up by now, right? <laughs> 31. Yeah. Um, so they had a lot of cool stuff. They had a lot of uh, panels with voice actors from video games and things like that. And actually, I may be uh, in the Mad Max video game. What? Yeah. Yeah. Little behind the scenes things. They got everyone in, in the audience to. There's going to be a villain in it called Scrotus. <laughs> yeah, right. There's a villain That's called amazing. Scrotus, and they looked at you and thought, "Scrotus, <laughs> you are the voice of Scrotus." Uh, everything about you just says Scrotus. Um, they they got the crowd too. There's like a scene where I think a lot of a lot of people are chanting his name. Right. So we were all like Scrotus, Scrotus, and then the audio capped it, and they'll put it in the game. Cool. So when you're taking on Scrotus, you know I want you to be thinking of me. When I'm tickling my throat, <laughs> yeah. I'll be thinking of you. Yeah, when you're neck deep in scrotus, think of this face. I think that's the moral of the story. That's the tagline I'm of Chris, my quickly, experience. Quickly. I've done a couple of things. So okay. last week, I went and tried out some Oculus Rift action. Is this your first time VRing it up? No, um, but yes and no. Uh, I think I did that rugby thing when they brought it into uh, the office. That doesn't really count. No. Well, no. I'm not sure this does, to be honest. So it was part. It was for Ex Machina. Uh, the sci-fi film that came out earlier in the year and um, is coming out on DVD and Blu-ray on Monday. And so to kind of promote that, they invited me to Universal Pictures, just to an office where they had people that had been involved in making the film. Yeah. And then they had, like, you could sit down with Ava, like uh, Caleb, I think, does in the movie. Uh, you can't converse with her, though. And it was really just from... It wasn't done especially for Oculus Rift. Yep. It was footage that was when they shot the movie that they've kind of manipulated okay, the guys you. that did the effects. So it's not it wasn't perfect really. It was just it was interesting being in the room and being able to look all around what yeah. was like a prison. So it's a bit more of like in. a three D generated situation yeah. than of an actual interactive. Yeah, exactly. And she okay. kind of walks around very slowly and walks down, sits down like she does at the start of the film and mm. then walks and it was only a couple of minutes. But it was interesting. It gave you kind of a sense of kind of the claustrophobia that both characters feel sitting there. Yeah. But um yeah, I did talk to a really interesting guy, though, who's called Dr. Adam Rutherford. And he's uh, like a TV scientist, a bit like Brian Cox. He's done lots of documentaries. Um, but he also advises on movies like World War Z. And he he was the um, AO consultant on Ex Machina. And he was a really interesting guy, just talking about... Because uh, my, my question was like, why is it fair on AI that whenever we put them in movies, especially this year, 
they're kind of a threat. They they just want right. to kill us. They want to destroy us. Yeah. Um, and he was saying he doesn't think that. He thinks that it's just it's it's. He thinks that's a good thing though. He thinks they right. will, and he thinks they should. They are the next <laughs> right iteration of whatever we are on the planet. But he was saying he did some research and he looked up every single film that had a robot in, and sixty-five uh, percent of them they were a threat. I thought it would be more than that. Maybe. Really? Well, I guess if it's, I guess you can have. Uh, films where the robots are kind of in the background, so they're not like a predominant. Yeah. I feel like any movie with a predominant robot in it, that robot is a killing machine. Yeah, probably. Is that what, fair? Is that there's the new Channel Four series uh, with robots? Is it humans? I think it's called something like that. Yeah, or two humans or something. Yeah, that looks interesting. Yeah, I thought because I thought the trailer for that was really good. But you have got Chappie and Age of Ultron yep. already this year, and this one that was in the first four months of the year. Yeah. I mean, it's it is it just seems to be the Terminator. Soon? Terminator very soon. Yeah, I don't right. know. Maybe it's because our iPhones are becoming so powerful and all this stuff. It's it's the new kind of horror that's playing in the back of our minds. Hmm. Um, See, when I was a kid, it was the Cold War. No, sure. And and there's consumer. You know, zombies is consumerism. And I think that's cooler. I'd much rather watch movies about nuclear wars Would and post-apocalyptic thing than than like iRobot. I think that kind of stuff's well, more I, interesting. Wasn't very good. Well, iRobot was just you had a good robot, but he was trying to protect humans from all the other hundreds of evil robots. Yeah. So he was still kind of outweighed in that movie by evil robots. <laughs> so yeah. I asked him for his favourite AI in the movies though and he said Hal. He said the uh, the Nexus in Blade Runner and he said Ava, which he helped create from Ex Machina. Funny that. Because he think he said I think it's the best that's been done so far. I think it's okay. the most realistic and believable and I, I was, I was, fair enough, you can pick your own one. He's not a Star Wars fan? No R two D two, no C three PO. Not yeah. as good. I, well, I think he was just going for realism and what where yeah. he, oh, okay. you know scientifically sound. They're yeah. a comedy duo. Really, or what was what was that movie about the robot that wants to become a human? Jo- Johnny Five. Oh what no short um, circuit. Short circuit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> that movie was great. <laughs> he's, he's my favorite Imagine robot. Imagine if he picked him. Johnny <laughs> <laughs> Five. So yeah, it's, it's the most uh, authentic <laughs> AI out there. Yeah. <laughs> I think he really uh, represented the robot future. Uh, I also had an amazing day at um, uh, Dave Gibbons' house. Oh, yeah, this yeah. This week. You and uh, who is the artist who worked on uh, 2000 AD, did a lot of uh, DC stuff, and then most famously did Watchmen with mm. Alan Moore. So and good. most recently did Kingsman, The Secret Service. So that's out on digital already, and it's coming out on Blu-ray and uh, DVD on June 8th. So they invited me up to his house just to spend like a couple of hours. And it was awesome. We sat down, had a really long chat about his career, which will be on the superhero show uh, this week. And also he gave us uh, a tour of his office, which is beautiful. He's been there three years and it's kind of, he built the whole thing. Well, he took a barn and just customised it. Yeah. And it was just really cool. And all the little bits of memorabilia he had around. Did you guys f- like film? When we you filmed went? it. He filmed us a little tour, which we'll also probably put as a standalone on the site. Awesome. But That's all really his cool. awards and all his... Um, uh, like lots of uh, Watchmen art that he's been given, right. and uh, a piece of original Jack Kirby art that he remembers seeing when he was six years old and what inspired wow. him. And recently, he spent a fortune buying it. He's got it framed by his desk, and he said when he's drawing sometimes and he's running out of inspiration, he'll look at it and just try and remember what it felt like being there that kid. And, and yeah, it was really good, really That's lovely. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So look out for those on the site. Definitely, good stuff. Well, uh, Gav and I spent uh, the beginning of this week uh, having a chat with Peter Serafinovich. Yeah, he's in Spy, which is out next week on June yes. 5th in cinemas, and that's kind of like 
a spice booth with Melissa McCarthy and Jude Law and Jason Statham and yeah. Have you, did you see it? I haven't Gav seen it, unfortunately. It, yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I couldn't quite fit it in. But yeah, we spoke about everything from, um, well, Dark Souls, big Dark Souls fan. Mm-hmm. He's obviously the voice of Darth Maul, but he's also very, very funny. But don't just take my word for it. Take a listen. So we're here today then, joined by Mr. Peter Serafanowicz. How are you doing, Peter? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah, it's good. It's a very, very early good. start for you this morning. Well, no, not really. Okay. I mean, it's only, uh, what is it, 4 a.m.? Yeah. <laughs> no, it's... Uh, <laughs> You know, I got two kids, so like every every single day is like you know you're up at half six, yeah. And no matter what the day is, yeah, weekends have no significance. I know. Well, I'm the only member on my team that has children, and trying to get these people to understand these that youngsters. When was the last time I went to the cinema, or yeah. last time I had a line? It's like I can't remember. Yeah, the last time you had a a, a life. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yes. Um, you have a life. You just have a very different life. That's all. That's yeah. true. That true. I just have a shitty life. No, it's not really. It's not. It's brilliant. It's it's it's, it's brilliant, and you get used to it, and it's. Yeah. Uh, oh no, it's amazing. I love it. I love for, it for different reasons. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, I'm just looking at your. Uh, all this stuff it's like it's kind of like my office which makes me think oh god that's really depressing that you're you're 42 years old and you got like toys in your (laughs) office why see I'm 42 and I've just ordered some Star Wars Lego off off Amazon I think it's fine is that for you or for your kids it's absolutely for me well that's fucking dreadful (laughs) (laughs) thank you that's dreadful what Star Wars Lego is it Uh, it's the uh, shuttle from Return of the Jedi as you were saying that, you sounded really nerdy. But we talked about this morning. I was like, that's yeah. really cool, man. Uh, well, I'm excited by it. That's, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. Is this, are we on now, by the yeah, way? Yeah, we are. Yeah. the show. This is how wow. good we are. We're just, this is like how Amazing. natural we feel. So it's good. Um, yeah. Uh, the, the, yeah, my, 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 my boy does Lego. Uh, he's like... So does mine. Brilliant. <laughs> brilliant. There's something oh, therapeutic boy, about it. <laughs> uh, have you seen The Art of the Brick? Yeah, I haven't, haven't yeah. No. You haven't seen it? No. I then thought, you've seen it. I thought it was fucking terrible. Did you? Yeah. Why? I loved it. Did you? Yeah. <laughs> what did you like about it? I liked everything about it. I just like I hated the um the uh, the plaques that he'd written for it. I thought they were just really terrible. There was one that was just like, This is what I think this is what I used to think of. I used to work in a in an office and this is what I think. And it was just a man with a tie with his chest open. Yeah, I know. It was the, there like, were those things like that, okay, I get it. But like did you watch the little film that he'd made I did, before? Yeah. And, and and I think, you know, to me, all that stuff was he was talking to kids, and yeah. I liked to sort of strip away any of the cynicism. He just seemed really, you know, it's 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 kind of refreshing to see somebody, an artist yeah. who's like like sort of genuine and saying these, you know, I, I know what you mean about yeah. those plaques and. It just and, really made me laugh. It sounded like something from Sixth Form, like a Sixth Form uh, art artist. Yeah, uh, a bit, but it wasn't all like that. Yeah. Um, and there was a big T Rex in one of the rooms. There was a big, there was an, yeah, an amazing T Rex that had to be like suspended with strings, like a real, yeah. you know, like a real one in the museum. Right. Uh, and because it was so big and heavy and uh, yeah. and, and dangerous. Yeah. And. Um, but there were some some things that he that he did that were I mean I love those photos that he did. That did you see those photos like, where that one of the it was like he had like a big blow up of a of you know some photo of like a guy like standing by the side of the road in right. like America somewhere and then uh, 
and then there'd be like a dog in the picture and then mm. but you look closely and the dog was made out of lego right everything else was like actual you know right. made out of you know, know atoms and I mean I know Lego's made out of atoms but you know, you know <laughs> yes, what I mean I know it was exactly like the human was yeah. made out of whatever humans made out of yeah. uh, and th- that was pretty cool and mm. then he had the sculpture of the uh, of the Lego thing in the you know I, I don't know I, I, yeah. I loved it he, he was great man mm. yeah well there's no Lego in Spy the movie which is a nice little like, there was some uh, there was some in, in my pocket okay uh, of, well, of my trousers then, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean you don't see camera. it but if you know Lego you'll be able to sense it <laughs> that it was there just the slight bulge in your pocket <laughs> yes what was it a 4 by 2 <laughs> uh, yeah it's like what do you call them what do you call them uh, like a a fora a a wanna uh, I don't know a there, wanna, pro- there yeah. probably is terminology oh, yeah, definitely, I don't yeah. know yeah. I don't know them unfortunately I was, the, I, I was reading something about Somebody had analysed uh, Lego faces, right? Right. And they'd said that there was like a huge jump in the proportion of frowny faces yeah. compared to like when Lego first started yeah. doing them, or like when like in the eighties. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. Yeah. I guess, in I guess like the, the the whole thing of like licensing and all the sort of Star yeah. Wars Lego and yeah. all that sort of stuff is a relatively recent thing. It was yeah. only really the nineties, wasn't it? That when that kind of kicked off, yeah. Started yeah. doing that. But I thought that was interesting, you know, like a lot of a lot of my boys Lego, you know, it was like all angry faces. Yeah. yeah. You know? And you quite often get happy face on one side and sad face on the other. So you can choose. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that's like my that's like my face. Yeah. I wish I could do that. Yeah. I mean my, my happy face, you know, I haven't used it for ages and I've yeah. just let hair grow all over it. Uh, and I can't be bothered to shave it yeah. like many people, you know, and, and um, so You did quite a lot of voices for Lego City Undercover. Right. Uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I, I played. I think I played three characters in mm. that, and um, that was a really great job because yeah. it's it's so nice to do something that you really you, that you think, oh wow, I I would love this yeah. even if I wasn't involved in it, you yeah. know, and I do love it despite being involved. Yeah, in yeah, it, you know, I I, uh, I think it's uh, you you played the game, yeah, yeah. 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 It's yeah. a great game. It's really it? yeah. funny as well. Just really, it really, really funny. is. Yeah. The guy who wrote it, I can't remember the guy's. Is it Graham? Graham, Graham yeah. Graham Goring. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So he's a really funny, he's really smart funny, yeah. guy. His podcast is really funny as well. He does a really good podcast. I didn't games. know. Yeah. Oh, does he? It's really good. Do you know what? I yeah. should listen to that. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> he's a, he's a really funny guy. Mm. Yeah. And uh, anyway, and and I always thought those those Lego games have always had a tradition of being funny. Yeah. yeah. For whatever reason, they they just they, you know they they put a uh, they put an importance on on that. You know. Yeah. I mean, a lot of games purport to be funny. Yeah. You know, and and are not. Very you know? few get it right. Yeah. Yeah. Very few. And and but all the Lego games, even the ones before they spoke, the you know the Star Wars ones with the little mute vignettes. Yeah. yeah. At the end of a level, always were funny. Yeah, the little Indiana Jonesy yeah, spoofs really and you know, yeah. they're great. Yeah. I love them. I love them. They're really, really um, excellent games mm. as well. And, yeah, and uh, I would have loved them as a kid. Yeah, my, definitely. My kids yeah. love them as well. Did you get to go to the studio and see where it was made? No, no. They, that, oh yeah, uh, yeah, maybe I did. I did yeah. once. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I did. I mean, it's you know, it's kind of. You know, it's 
it's basically just a lot of people at computers. Yes. You know? yeah. Well, that's it. When you've been to one yeah. video game studio, you've kind of been but to them all. At, at this one, though, they actually have two guys. So we went to see them being made, and it was like a nice room. But, then, but they actually have two guys, because everything in the game has to be able to be built. By oh children. right! So they okay. actually have two guys from Lego who they like the designers will come up with an idea for a car or a character, right. and then the other people will have to go. Oh, hang on, let's see if we can make that. Yeah, we can make that. You can check it in. Wow, that's brilliant. Yeah, uh, yeah, I love that. Um, and it's funny that they haven't done a like a Minecraft Lego game. Well, Minecraft Lego is coming. Is it? So, yeah. Oh, okay. Do you think it will be? Yeah, because they did the the actual physical sets. They did the yeah. physical set, yeah. which is good. Yeah, it's sort of good. Uh, I mean, I, I for some reason I've just never got really into Minecraft. Same here. Yeah. Uh, and uh, I, you know, it it looks. I, I mean, for some kids, it just captivates them Mad, completely. Yeah. And yeah, my nephew has just spent yeah. hours building kind of crazy stuff in it. Yeah, yeah. I had yeah. to get I had to get into it because of a friend's kid who, and she was like, I don't know what I'm going to do, so you need to play this. Um, yeah. So <laughs> I had to get into it because of that. But like, if you if you try and play it yourself and then you try and play it with a little kid, trying to play with a little kid is the best because they're just like, ah, no, I want to do this, no, I want to do that. Like, and they're just going off. Yeah. But yeah, the that's, level of sort of intricacy is really good. That's kind of what I, I mean, for me, it's not about building the world. I like to be in a world and just like it's already been done, yeah. mess around yeah. in it, you know. Yeah. Yeah. That's why I, uh, like with the Grand Theft Auto games, mm. like I just got, because uh, I, I play on the PC, mm. yeah. I play on the PC and, uh, I, you know, but I have a PS4 as well, yeah. and, and uh, but but I uh, I just got Grand Theft Auto, yeah, it is five, five isn't yeah. it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and that's, I mean, technically that's just, it's really quite staggering, and yeah, I yeah. love it from a sort of nerdy point of view. Yeah. Of like, this is such a such a well realized yeah. world. And um, have you been to LA since playing GTA Five? Because that's mad when you start walking around streets and things. I got lost in a car in LA and then found my way by remembering how to get a Griffith Park Observatory. In Grand Theft Auto. So is it is based mad. on actual LA? Some bits are, yeah. Some are pressed down. Yeah. But yeah, like yeah, yeah like Santa right. Monica is kind of I think it's called Vespucci Beach in the yeah. game. But yeah, and like recognizable landmarks, you've got the, yeah. the, the hotel on the front, which I forgot what it's called, but that's yeah. there. It's all the, my, uh, I'm friends with Will Arnett, who mm. is a gamer as well. And yeah. like I remember a few years ago there was a there was a driving game that was set in London. Right. What would that have been? The getaway maybe. The getaway. Yeah. yeah. And I think I remember him, and it was, and one of its sort of features, its selling points was like it, it had like a sort of accurate map yeah. of London yeah, yeah, yeah. in it. And Will had been playing that and was using his knowledge of that <laughs> to get around London. Did it work? Uh, he he uh, well, unfortunately, robbed a bank, and um, <laughs> he's only just got out of he's only just got out of prison. I mean, he's escaped. Yeah, you know, he's escaped. But, uh, oh, fair play. That's yeah. right. Yeah. Well, unfair play. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, so yeah, what were we talking about? Yeah, but I love those Lego games, man. Yeah. I would have loved those as a kid, mm. and and uh, it's kind of it's kind of like. It's one of the one of the brilliant things about getting old and being of the generation that we are yeah. and having video games which you know have been like you know you associate them with being a kid and like yeah. m many people still do you yeah. know yeah. um many many people who are like actually grown up like yeah. do <laughs> and uh but like uh, um you know 
I, I sort of, uh, but but what I what I one thing about getting old, most of it is kind of is kind of just a drag. But like, at least video games are just getting better and better. Escapism, yeah. yeah. They're pretty great, you yeah. know. I mean, there are you know, it's like with everything. Ninety percent of everything is kind of crap, you know. But uh, more and more people making them, and, yeah. and uh, you know, I mean, you know, I'm crazy about like Dark Souls. Yeah, and yeah, Bloodborne yeah. yeah, yeah. And, the Bloodborne's uh, been big for you this year, then I'm guessing. Yeah, it has. I mean, I've I've had quite a busy year, uh, 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 like with work and like just you know just kind of life stuff yeah. you know what it's like yeah. you know life yeah. you know <laughs> gets in the way yeah, yeah you keep popping out babies so, uh, so uh, I really haven't ha- I haven't been able to, to 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 play like much of it but uh, I've still managed probably about like 2,000 hours <laughs> no, no, not that much but like uh, you know I, yeah. I I can I get to play it when the time I get to play it is like, all right, I think it's like the end of the day. It's like midnight. And I yeah. think, all right, I can have an hour of Bloodborne, but that will come off my, I've still got to get up at like yeah, 6.30. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, and an hour of Bloodborne is nothing either. So It's really not. So obviously I'm talking about like two and a half hours. Yeah. And, then that, and then I have to subtract that from yeah. the day yeah. because that's how more, much more tired I'm going to be during yeah. the day. But... Uh, it, yeah, it's it's pretty beautiful, yeah. um, and I, I, you know, I, I I have this fantasy that if I was um, if I suddenly was a billionaire, mm. I would pay Miyazaki to, to and his team to just do more and more of those yeah. games, yeah. and I would release them for free, <laughs> right. uh, but I would play them first, right? Okay. So I would like play them for like a day, <laughs> and then. I, then I would release them for free. So what is it about those games that you love? Like, bearing in mind, like, because time is my kind of most precious commodity yeah. for children. And, you know, I know people that will spend seven hours on the same boss, whereas you can finish entire games in seven hours. Mm. What is it about those games that you think, well, I'd rather spend, you know, more one hour on the same boss? I, d- I don't know, really. I think um, it's something to do... Well, first of all, like you, you know, I, I, I have a, a, a life and a busy life and I'm... Uh, and I have kids and and a wife and I uh, who, who, a job yeah you know, and uh, we actually used to play video games together right uh, okay I, I mean you know before we had kids but like mm. we we played through um, like Wind Waker together oh, wow. right and Resident Evil Four yeah, yeah. Uh, that's two, awesome two of the best games yeah. ever yeah. in my opinion and. Um, and but and then when we ha- when we had kids, I still had, you know, I still tried to sort of keep my hand in and had like an Xbox and I had a PS3, mm. and uh, but I would only ever and I had a PC as well. I've always yeah. had a PC and I, I, and I would always try and keep up with the latest what the latest games mm. were, but it was really I only ever got to play them for like fifteen minutes, yeah, and just kind of. You know, just marvel at wow! Look at this, yeah. like the like the new you know, Wolfenst- Wolfenstein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Thinking, oh God, this looks, this is just great. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna go to bed now. <laughs> you know, by the time it's reason, installed. Yeah. But for some reason, uh, when I got Dark Souls, and when I sort of when that sort of clicked, it yeah. was like, I, I I just found myself kind of 
you know, doing you just that thing. Of, mesmerized by the world, I think. Yeah, and, and just trying to not like having so little time, and somehow it's basically at the expense of sleep. Yeah, right. Just pre- <laughs> preferring to spend my time in this sort of yeah, and and a, and a thing about it, I, I I've talked about before, and, yeah. and other people have have uh, have had a similar thing. Is like if I. Sometimes I've had I, I I go through little phases where I can't get to sleep, and I think yeah. lots of people have that. And I would go to bed and think about running around in Dark Souls yeah. and trying to remember the route from one area to you know to another. And that would I would find that comforting, really, and, and that would that would send me to sleep. And it's wow. like it's weird because it is like this this hell world yes, you yeah. know and, and uh, <laughs> but it is so beautiful and I, I yeah <clears throat> and I think it's as well another part of it goes back to like the thrill of playing games as a kid and like playing like pixelated 8-bit games mm. on a computer or a games console or in the arcade and there was so much you had to fill in for yourself you know watching these pixels and and you know but you you know what what can be achieved yeah. with those and the atmosphere that you can with with such limited resources you know yeah, yeah. I mean, there there are there are hundreds of games that just leave such an you know like like I, I've been playing uh Castlevania yep. the old like Castle Castlevanias uh recently in like the past year yeah um and I mean, they're 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 just they're so atmospheric and yeah. bonkers and yeah. But I mean, even like sort of earlier games than that, and like, it's like for me playing Dark Souls is like having the bits filled in. It's like your right. imagine. It's like this is how you imagined you yeah. looked okay. when you were playing a game. And also, it goes back to you were saying about being able to finish a game in like seven hours and. I think that's, that's a sort of a trend with games, isn't it? Just yeah. to just to be more of like a sort of spectacle and experience yeah. Yeah. rather than it's kind of a roller coaster ride. Yeah, um, uh, and you kind of kind of participate a lot of the time. Yeah, but it's not to the same level of like the the, the feedback I get from people who love Bloodborne and Dark Souls yeah. is that yeah they're kind of hard, but in the way that games used to be hard, in that yeah. there is a level of satisfaction when you figure out what you're doing wrong and then you get past a boss yeah, or whatever definitely. it might be. And few games have that these yeah. days. It's kind of, and it, and it's it's not a difficulty that's based on like uh, your physical skill or your uh, reaction time. I mean, although that comes into it, it's yeah. not like purely that. It's not like for me, like I can't play like games like Call of Duty <coughs> uh, <coughs> competitively, yeah. right? Or like with friends because I'm terrible at it, yeah. Yeah. and I just don't have the. I don't have the fingers for it, yeah. I don't, and I don't have the <clears throat> spatial awareness, and yeah. I'm just terrible. Yeah. And it's not an enjoyable experience for me, you know. Yeah. But like with with uh, Bloodborne and the Souls games, they like teach you. It's like they, it, it's it's more of a holistic sort of your. It's like an intelligence test. It's yeah. like a a physical. Uh, you know, we'll test. I'm rambling now. No, but no, anyway. definitely. I, I, I know, exactly. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. And uh, and and yeah, and the the satisfaction of it, I, I I don't. The satisfaction and the discovery of it, and the being in the world and being sort of alone in yeah. this weird 
world and then and then having that strange ethereal interaction with other people when yeah. other people come into yeah, your yeah. game oh, when you yeah. summon people in it's like it's quite creepy but in the same way it's you almost because you've got a friend all of a sudden you're like right okay at least we experience this together now so it's something not quite so terrifying about the world <clears throat> and and you communicate i mean i don't ever use the microphone i know mm. people do but i think the sort of the normal thing seems to be that you just interact you're mute yeah. And you interact using gestures. Well, that's the best yeah. thing about Dark Souls, I think, because like that happens. Oh, I mean, yeah. that's just and and the whole etiquette that yeah that so came bowing about, and things like that bowing. Like if like somebody yeah. invades your world and you you bow to yeah. each other, <laughs> right? And then you know, and if you attack somebody in that moment, I mean, that's such poor manners. Yeah, right. and it's like I love it that it's not. It's never been discussed. No, it's just it's a thing that people just, have made up. It's yeah. just yeah. a thing. It's just yeah. like another mode of communication that has that. Yeah, like it's 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 just so strange, and, yeah. and that, it's the same thing in Bloodborne. You know, when people and you can learn all these different gestures. Yeah, there's this weird one. Uh, this weird one where you sort of stand <laughs> and do this, like a sort of ballerina, and uh, <laughs> I love that. Yeah. I was doing, I was playing it. I was playing it the other night, and I and I went into somebody's world and did that, <laughs> and then you can see them like. Standing like that, and obviously the players like in the menu screen. What shall I do? And yeah. then doing that, and we're just standing there like that, looking at each other. I mean, wow! <laughs> Moment of beauty. But like, well done, Miyazaki. You did it. What am I doing there? I know you mean, but there's like, there's almost like a poetry to it where you're just yeah, like, yeah. But there is, is really, really you know, there is. Um, I uh, I've been. Uh, I, what was I going to say? Yeah, there is a poetry to it. There's a thing, and it like goes back to Resident Evil Four. Mm. Uh, the thing of like the descriptions of the items in the world yeah. and how yes. the story is yeah. told through the items and the locations. Mm. And there is no, I mean, there's hardly any. Uh, it's hardly any dialogue in Bloodborne, really. There's, you know, there's the odd little cutscene after a boss yeah. that will have the character will have like three sentences and all well, the horrible little things when you knock on a door and they they send this thing yeah. back to you that's just terrifying because it, you have absolutely no idea for the most part you have absolutely no idea what's going on in this world. Oh no, I know, and that's what I loved at the yeah. beginning. I'm like, where am I? Yeah. Why are there coffins all over the place yeah. uh, that are tied up with chains? Yeah. I was uh, terrified all the time because I was like, something's going to come out of those coffins at some point. Yes, I know. And I'm disappointed that, <clears throat> well, I don't, I'm only sort of two thirds of the way through okay. the game. Yeah. And I, I don't think, it doesn't look like anything's going to emerge out of those coffins. Mm, I don't know. Really? Yeah, Do they? No, I'm not. Well, I oh, don't ask me. I've yet to play. Oh, wow. <laughs> if that happened. I mean, my favorite thing in Dark Souls 2 was. You know, I was talking about this the other day about like how, uh, like, the, do you know the writer Alex Garland? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? We've had him on the podcast, right? right. Yeah, so yeah, he's yeah. a yeah. massive gamer yeah. and massive Dark Souls and yeah. Bloodborne fan. And he was another one that was like, oh, I don't have, t- I don't really have time to game, and then described how he had three over level thirty Destiny characters. <laughs> yeah. I was in the car going, like, you just said you didn't have any time. What the fuck? Have you got three level thirty characters? No, it's weird. Um, <laughs> but. Uh, we were talking about Bloodborne the other day and how how we love it, uh, but he made the point that it's not because because it's <clears throat> the the setting is much more limited than right. 
Dark Souls. Mm. Or there's there's there there's uh, far less variance in yeah. there. And I love the world yeah. of of Bloodborne and um, but uh, you know because I love those the the sort of the kind of it's it's like an evolution of the a mutation of like the mm. resi mansion you yeah, know yeah, which yeah, is always yeah. my favorite bit in yeah. those games yeah. you know and and uh, uh, and and Alex made the point of like the dark what what, it, what dark souls the souls games have is that they are there's a strangeness about them that Bloodborne doesn't quite it has a bit of it but mm. like I think Dark Soul, the Souls games are just there's just a strangeness. Yeah, like the thing when there's that sarcophagus yeah. when you go to the shore and there's just like this thing and you, it's like a sarcophagus on the beach after you've slaughtered these big one-eyed um, hippopotamuses mm. uh, and you think, well, I've slaughtered these one-eyed hippopotamuses. I'll just pop into that sarcophagus <laughs> as, as you would in in real life you know and then, like he describes it just like pop into the shops <laughs> yeah and then you you get in this thing and the, the lid uh slides over you um and it floats off and you think oh i'm going on a little journey in a sarcophagus <laughs> boat but no or do you because then the screen goes black and then it comes back up and then the sarcophagus opens and then you get out and you're like what happened? Was that a trip? And I'm just yeah. not, I'm not party to, you know, did I black out for the entire time? And uh, and the first time it happened, I was like, well, what was that all about anyway? And I'm going along and I'm fighting somebody. I'm thinking, mm. my walk is a bit, my walk is a bit different for this character. I'm a, it's a bit more sassy. And then I, then I realized this, this is like this is a sex change coffin, right? I mean, you know this, yeah. I, I, again, I've not played yeah. any of these games. Have you not? No, it, it, it comes back to the point of investing that much time. Yeah, I mean, but I, I love it sounds like, like you really didn't know about it. that at all. Until no, it happened. not at all, not at all. And because I was in the game, yeah, I was playing it, and like I didn't have, you know, I didn't have like the Reddit or Wiki right, or whatever yeah, yeah, to yeah. like check yeah. what is going on, you know. Yeah. Uh, I just I, I I was playing it like a month before, like a sort right, of okay. whatever beta build. Yeah. Um, I mean that was so great. I yeah, felt that. like I, you know. I mean I felt like a billionaire. You know. Mm, yeah. I was like, oh man, I'm sitting here and playing <laughs> Dark Souls two. Everybody's talking about what's it like. Yeah. I'm playing it. You know. <laughs> I'm in it. I'm like, it's my voice. When this is it, my game. But <laughs> like, you know, when I get killed, it's like, oh, someone hits me. It's like, ah, and that's yeah. me. Yeah. You know. And uh, it was that was a pretty. That's pretty amazing. It's pretty fun uh, I mean no it wasn't it was just amazing yeah. an amazing uh, experience yeah uh, was there ever any talk of you coming back to do any voices for Bloodborne or just wasn't going to work out uh, no there wasn't and you know I I uh, that's cool you know I I'm part of me you know if, if I really love something uh, I there's part of me that doesn't want to that you know it's like I'm in a position where, like, if, if, like, like, how can I describe this? Okay, so, so, like, okay, right, Dark Souls is like I love this game, and I think, well, 
they have like voice actors in this game, right? Mm, and yeah. I can do, I'm a voice actor, so I could be in this game and like, yeah. wouldn't that be cool? But yeah. on the other hand, it's like, I love it so much. I don't want to break the spell for myself. Yeah. And also, I don't want to ruin it by like, if I do a performance that's like not, you know, that, that it's a yeah. bit off. Yeah, I, yeah. Like uh, I did years ago, I did, um, I was in I'm Alan Partridge. I was in an episode right. of I'm Alan Partridge <clears throat> in series two. Yeah. And that's, one of the, you know, one of the classic comedy yeah. series of yeah. all time. Yeah. And it's like, for me, it's up there with Forty Towers and yeah. The Office. It's like, it's just, I could watch that series yeah. like forever, you Definitely, know. And, yeah. and, uh, and I had the same thing with that. I was like, wow, I'm going to get to be an Alan Partridge. But like, oh, what if I ruin it? What <laughs> if, if you're the one that brings down Alan Partridge? You know, or it's that episode where everyone... <laughs> Everyone says, oh, yeah, that shit one. That, that character. <laughs> that one blip. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, and, uh, but it was, it was great, you know. Uh, <laughs> and, you know, it, eventually, you know, the, the, I remember asking Steve about it, you know, because he, he uh, I, I, I said, uh, this story isn't going anywhere, by the way. <laughs> I, no, I, I you have to stop yourself from doing a past impression like <laughs> no, no, every no, second. Well, it's not. It's like him, yeah. uh, well, you know, you know Steve, he, he's a bit like Partridge, but mm. uh, you know, he, he, he is different, and you know, he's from Manchester, you know, so he he, he does have that sort of slight uh, Manchester lilt. Mm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but like on set, I, I, you again, have to stop I have no funny line to say, but yeah, uh, uh, but, yeah um, but I remember. The big thing I was nervous about was because it was filmed in front of an audience right. was right. like cracking up because okay. Steve had to, you know, he had these massive, you know, these page, the page yeah. long speeches to learn. And, you know, I just pop up with my little lines <laughs> yeah. and, you know, it's an easy job sometimes yeah. acting, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and I, and I, and I thought, how am I going to, if I crack up because yeah. he was so funny, that would just that would just be doubly terrible. It'd be yeah. so unprofessional. It'd be so, um, uh, you, you know, especially like and then like this like guest supporting actor comes on mm. and ruins this, you know, <laughs> this of the flow of this, you know. Yeah. So blah 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 blah. <clears throat> but anyway, I don't know what were we to. How did we well, get onto that? Oh yeah, we're just saying yeah. about. I didn't want to. Yeah. I didn't want to. It's like someone was saying to me, "Are you going to be in the new Star Wars film?" Yes. Mm. And yeah. uh, I, I'd, again, I love to be. Yeah. Mm. However, I just, I'm just excited that they're making they're new coming. Star Wars yeah, films, yeah, yeah, and yeah. they seem like they're going to be great. Yeah. You know, I mean, I love that teaser trailer. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. really, really good. I mean, I've just got goosebumps. Yeah. Well, I, I'm just trying to keep calm about it and not yeah. get too excited. Yeah. Because. I'm like you. It's just yeah. I cannot wait for it. But then I mean, you know, you were in Phantom Menace, and that is one that isn't you know so celebrated as much. So yeah. How, I mean, but then you are you know, really good in there. And then the character well, Darth no, Maul is. You know, no, but the character of Darth Maul is a, is a character that people say that was a really really good yeah. part of Phantom Menace. I think. Well, uh, yeah, I, I guess. I mean, it's mainly down to Ray Park. You He's know, amazing. And, yeah. And, uh, and you know my involvement was so I mean it's so lucky it's like I won a competition really yeah. you know? how did it come about I just I auditioned for it wow, I auditioned okay. and like that was it I just auditioned right. and they, yeah. like, they like thought Ray Park's voice wasn't right for the yeah. part and yeah. then 
don't know, just auditioned. He's got quite a strong Cockney accent, is not he? Yeah, yeah, and he's got, he's got quite a soft voice right. as well. For whatever reason, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. And uh, <clears throat> so, you know, and I did that, and it was like, I, I did like three, it, we recorded it like probably over like three days and recorded wow. with George Lucas. You right. know? In the room with you? In the, Not only in the room, it, he sits in the booth with you. <laughs> so like usually, you know, you're like this close to... <laughs> no, no, seriously, he's like sitting like there, right? <laughs> and... Um, <laughs> and it's that's an that is the, that has never happened before or since yeah. you know and it's weird it's like if you're recording a voiceover you, you know everyone knows you've seen it it's like the the, the, the actors piece? are in the yeah. in the little booth and everybody else is behind the glass listening yeah. to it on the speakers but yeah. George was just mm. I don't even think was listening to it on the headphones I thought well that's cool you know that's I mean I was so nervous and because you know I mean it's George Lucas of course Star yeah, Wars, yeah, yeah. George Lucas yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, look. I mean, I don't want to rubbish that film, and uh, and you know, of course, it's just you know, whatever. That's all been yeah. said. But like, you know, I think a thing about it is like, what is is just even right. His world, the world he's mm. created, yeah. and the characters that he populates it with, yeah. And the names he gives things, yeah, that's fucking amazing. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. you know, yeah. that's like, you know, even in the even in the Phantom Menace, the the all the all the characters have just got, and you 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 notice it as well when you when you're playing like the Lego game where you see the yeah. toys or whatever, yeah. and you think. Oh, I remember that like character that had like one line. Yeah. He's got a really yeah. cool name, and yeah. you think, "Wow, George Lucas is amazing at thinking of names." <laughs> you know, I mean, just think of all the names that he has made up that yeah. are so part of our like folklore. You yeah. Know? yeah. Like Chewbacca. You I know. know. <laughs> well, that's I'm, I'm teaching my five-year-old daughter all the different Star Wars names. Yeah. And she gets a little present every time she remembers <laughs> oh. like an obscure character. Not that she's yeah. particularly interested in it, but yeah. it just kind of makes me feel a bit better. Well, you, it's, uh, it's, it's funny you should say about the names. Oh, no, I was just going to say just before I forget, <laughs> I, 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 I was watching, uh, do you watch Game of Thrones? Yes. yes. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're up to date? Yes. Yeah. Uh, the latest one with Jorah and um, Tyrion yeah. Yeah. was like, and I don't know whether it was intentional, it was like C-3PO and R2-D2. Oh, definitely, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, um, It's really funny. Like, they've got a really good little rapport going on. Yeah, I uh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. Yes. And you've got to think that's probably intentional as well. I guess it is. Yeah. Although... Uh, I was expecting him to say something a little. Uh, <laughs> what is the thing? Oh. <clears throat> um, oh, uh, Khaleesi, I am fluent in over 6,000 languages. I know, 6,000 forms of communication, Khaleesi. <laughs> if I may, this dwarf is, uh, you know, he's brilliant. And, uh, and Tyrion, uh, he, he always sounds like, uh, sometimes sounds like Victor Meldred. <laughs> you know? He's amazing. I mean, I amazing. love, yeah. I love that. I mean, I'm kind of, to be honest, I'm slightly, I don't suddenly, I don't get where all this, like suddenly everybody's like, Concerned about religion, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Suddenly, yeah. oh, by the way, there's a religion. That's, that's what this really series is all about, yeah. And 
That is an odd thing that we just introduced like really yeah, yeah. heavily. And it's really so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. It's a yeah. very conservative <laughs> ve- uh, religion that everyone that we've follows. forgotten about yeah. for all this time. <laughs> oh God! Yeah, and here's Jonathan Price being all moral and <laughs> I love him in it though. He's so good. Yes, and and. Uh, doing a remarkably uh, different performance than one we're used to seeing him do. <laughs> no, he's brilliant. But, um, no, he's really good. But, I, you know, that's, that's, that's a brilliant series, though, isn't it? Game of Thrones. Yeah. You could be in that. They, they have a lot of I, fun. I auditioned for it, like, a couple of years ago. Oh, really? And it was before I'd seen the show, and I just mm. made a balls up of the audition. What happened? No, it wasn't, it wasn't like... I just hadn't seen the show, and right. I just did. I just thought it's this kind of silly show, you know. Yeah. I'm a bit of an idiot. <laughs> you didn't, you didn't you know, say that. Really. You're like, what is this bullshit? What Not am I really? No, 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 but it was like I, I just sort of didn't. It was like what, only when you watch it, you yeah. you realise it's magic, you know. Yeah. And and I think I maybe I'd seen the pilot like a year before, mm, right. and for some reason it just didn't click as. I think is a common thing. With yeah, there's people. a few people here that have tried to get through the first, I don't know, three or four episodes, yeah. and it doesn't click. It took me a while. Like I, I, yeah. I watched the first, oh, the first episode, and then thought, no, it's not for me. And then had a break, and then I had like two long flights. So I thought, well, I'm going to get back into it. I'm going to get it all, yeah. and then I got really into it. So right. I think sitting down and watching it in one big thing maybe helps. I'm not sure. Yeah, yeah. We uh, we watched them. Uh, we watched them like over like a. It's sort of Christmas, New Year. Yeah, that's perfect. And, uh, I think. Yeah. Oh, it was just what a what a luxury that was. Yeah. I, I managed to do that with Breaking Bad as well. Right. You know, got to a point where, you know, watching from season one to like then got up to date with like season four. Yeah. And then you're in line with the rest of the yeah. world. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 You understand that. so many yeah. like internet jokes and things like that. that yeah. You're just like, oh, that's what that is. It's yeah. a Game of Thrones thing. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Mm. Though, that that it's like those that Game of Thrones, uh, Breaking Bad are like, uh, they're 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 like, uh, major feats of yeah. humankind. Yeah. I think, massively important artistic yeah. and they're like, uh, you know, it's like the Sistine Chapel. You know, it's like I think as they're as important as those things. To... I, I think so. I think Mad Men definitely is. That Mad Men just ended. That was the one for me that when it ended, I was just like, "There's." I don't think there's ever been anything else like that. Right. Like I'm obsessed with that. Sure. Right. I think it's brilliant. I kind of lost it a bit with Mad Men, mm. uh, but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I just I don't for whatever reason I can't remember. Yeah. Uh, I think there was a character in it that was annoying me. Um, <laughs> Anyway, I can't remember who it was. There was like yeah. a character around like season three. Yeah. And the character started to annoy me and I, yeah. I took it personally. Like right. A, like, a, like a child, like an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. Um, in Spy, you worked with Jason Statham. I watched the film yeah. the other day and he's just amazing in that film. Like, what, did, what was it kind of like working with him? Uh, he, I... I He's really funny. Like I just he didn't realize really how funny, funny he yeah. is. Yeah. He's really funny and he is gorgeous mm. as well. He's just like he's just gorgeous. Yeah. And there's a scene in it where he's like in disguise, he's got a mustache and like <laughs> sort of he's got like a silly hat on at one yeah. point. And even now they put they were putting everything on him. He's just just you know, he's got that kind of bulletproof handsomeness yeah. Yeah. that nothing can <clears throat> Nothing can ruin it, you know. Even when standing next to you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
oh please um, but now he's he, he was really funny yeah. and uh, yeah I mean it's obvious in the film he's he's great yeah. you know he was wicked yeah. everyone was everyone was great he's an amazing film, cast as well yeah like, man so good yeah uh, yeah 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 Jude Law and mm. who's also who's also gorgeous <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he is really like, yeah. oh, hello. Yeah. <laughs> Hi, hello, I'm Peter. Hi. <laughs> Paul Feig just attracts these people to his films, so he's going to make the, like, the all-female Ghostbusters. Like, that's going to be pretty big. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, you know, Paul's a... He's, there's, there's like a sort of silly... You know, that there's a kind of silly backlash uh, by people... It's terrible. You know, the idea, the yeah. notion that this female version of a, of a, a beloved film is being mm. made, but with female characters. God, people are weird sometimes, <laughs> aren't they? Yeah. Who cares? That's It'll what, be yeah. great, you yeah. know? It'll be great. And uh... I don't get how people have time in their lives to feel as strongly about these things. Like, if you want to be normal, you haven't got to do anything. If you want to be a dick, you have to put a lot of time into being a dick, I think. I think so. But I think a lot of these people, uh, this is this is something that they don't, it's not like they meet up mm. and talk about, like, f- like, fucking female Ghostbusters. I mean, you know, guys, what a load of shit. <laughs> we're going to tell everybody how shit this is going to be and how stupid women are. Yeah, and yeah. yeah, okay, guys, yeah, right. It's not like that at all. It's like, yeah. it's sort of, because of the internet and it's like, it's like just a little part of people's brains mm. can connect with that other part of people's brains, and and it just snowballs from there. Yeah, it's 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 sort of it's weird, you know. It's kind of related to the whole trolling thing yeah. as well, yeah. isn't yeah. it? It's like you know the, the, those people who do that, and like often, there it's really surprising these yeah. people yeah. that that do it, and it's an outlet for. Some, it's crazy. Yeah, it is. We're all secret trolls. Yeah. <laughs> just him. I just we, don't take we, him all you, the time. Were you secretly? You must be secretly pissed off, though. You'd be like, I could have been in a Ghostbusters film, but now it's all just the women. Do you know what? I mean, I, I tell you what. I was pissed off about as a kid. Mm. I was really angry that they made an all male Ghostbusters. So I, you know. I caused a big stink about that as like an eight-year-old sending letters out. Yeah, the internet yeah. didn't exist back then. Yeah, I, you know, we didn't have the internet, so I had to live under an actual bridge. And, uh, and uh, yeah, but so I, 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 and now I'm thrilled that he's making this yeah. female one about bloody time. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, well, we'll sort of finish up then with a little quiz that we've devised for you. So obviously, All right. you're very famous for being. You've done Darth Maul. You've also also done uh, an impression of Darth Vader on South. Park, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I was, yeah, I did. Sort of Darth Chef. I think Darth Chef, it. that's yeah. right, yeah. Mm. When um, uh, when Isaac Hayes uh, left, well, yeah. was sort of forced to leave yeah. South Park, Scientology. Uh, that was a crazy him. couple of months, that was. But. Yeah, it was, it was. And mm. it was really sad. It was, it was really, really sad. Really sad uh, for him, you know. Mm. I, I don't know him or anything, but yeah. like, just sort of 
I don't know, just you can read about his, his course, yeah, yeah, story. Yeah. But anyway. Uh, so that was Peter Serafinovich talking about Spy, which is out on June 5th. Uh, but what is out this week in the games world, Alex? Not a huge amount, but finally Splatoon uh, is coming out on Wii U. Yes. Big Nintendo fan, Rory. Huge um, Nintendo fan. So Absolutely love it. A lot of people will have had the chance to play it on the uh, kind of test fire stuff that's been going on for the past few weekends. Absolutely. Do, have you had the chance to play it? I actually played it at, they had a booth at the, the Con- Comic Con. What did you think? Um, I really enjoyed it. It was fun. It's obviously, I think what we were playing was a pretty stripped back version of the game so it was very limited to you know maybe one or two weapons one right. level that kind of thing and they're like okay play for two minutes and then the huge crowd need to advance forward um i thought it was fun i thought it was you know interesting it was kind of nintendo's take on the team based squad based shooter yeah or um, squid based shooter <laughs> <laughs> hire me nintendo octopuses in there. look what you're missing out on or squids or but yeah um uh, a many tentacled but it's cool i think uh, at the start, I was just kind of running around trying to shoot people. That, but then once you kind of get used to the mechanics of dipping into the ink and yeah. disappearing and utilizing that and then throwing bombs, becoming invisible, there's a lot of cool stuff and a lot of layers to it. Yeah. Uh, I was very bad. I found it a little difficult to get used to the, the motion control, but also you don't have to use the motion control. No. I'm sure there'll be easier ways. I think you can use a, a controller, essentially. The thing is, the it's the same with any kind of game like that. It takes a while to familiar, yeah. familiar, familiarize yourself with not just the kind of mechanics of how it plays, but also the weapons, because the weapons are kind of weird. Uh, I yeah, don't know a lot what, of what, imaginative what, ones. But yeah, you've got your st- kind of standard like guns. That's what we, but we then were you also using get a standard. roller that you can kind of paint massive areas. Yeah. Of the because basically your squids can jump down into areas that are painted your color. So the more of the map that you hold, the more freedom you've got to move around quickly. It's pretty cool. And then you can have like special items as well, which are big bombs and yeah. things. And essentially the the idea is that you cover the map more in your ink than the enemy's ink. So yeah. it'll tally it up. I think that's, the, well, at least that's the game mode that we were playing yeah. there. So then it tallies it up with a percent and whichever team has the most wins. So uh, on site, the review is in progress at the minute. So mm-hmm. we haven't uh, concluded a score because obviously you're waiting for live servers to come online. Uh, I really enjoyed it. My only negative piece of feedback was, and I don't know if this is going to change the final game, was there's no voice chat. Yeah. Which in a squad-based shooter where you're working with somebody else, you want to be able to communicate quickly. Absolutely. Well, I think it's something um, that... But I maybe mean, they'll add. I, I play a lot of online games with friends and things like that. And obviously, Xbox makes it easy because I actually just run Skype on my Xbox. So I'm, I think if I ever was playing online with friends, I would just fire up Skype on my laptop alongside right. me while I'm playing. So I would have voice chat. But obviously, that's a bit of a hassle. Yeah, and yeah, it'd be yeah. so much easier if you could just plug in a headset or yeah. you know use voice chat in any other way like that. But um, I... Ink, it will do very well. <laughs> Squids, ink. What films are out, Chris? <laughs> we have um, a couple of action movies out this week. Okay. We have San Andreas, which we've given a 7.5. And we have The Deadlands, which we've given a 7.5. So <laughs> it's awkward, hard to split those two because I've seen neither. Um, so uh, San Andreas is a disaster movie starring Dwayne Johnson. And Alex Dedaria. Alex Alexandra Daddaria Daddaria it's the girl in it with the really pretty eyes okay so there's, there's my input uh, Rory's having yeah. a bit of a meltdown over there <laughs> having a stroke Daddaria I'm having a stroke actually stop so yeah it's basically The Rock versus an earthquake in San Francisco so kind of seems like 2012 a bit similar well I mean not so much the end of the world thing but huge natural disaster in out in California. Seems. Probably the difference is though it hasn't got the rock in 
2012, right. which is in this one, which is, I think, the selling point. Yeah. And that girl you spoke of, obviously. I'm not going to say her name again. <laughs> <laughs> she, you're, actually, she has got pretty eyes, I'll give you that. She does, so, yeah. none of us have seen it. But no. I, I, would, I would hedge a bet that The Rock wins. Yes. He punches the earthquake in the face. Rock v. Rock. Yeah, and it's uh, we've said it's solid popcorn fare. I mean... I don't know. I just have the has the disaster movie had its time, or do you need to do something totally different? You know, do have it a disaster movie in space or something when like. What was the last good disaster movie? I, th- oh. I think it was twenty twelve. Twenty twelve. Yeah, was that good. Was, I like twenty twelve. Um, well, it was. If you like the day after tomorrow, you like twenty twelve. I, I did like the day after tomorrow, and I seem to remember yeah. sitting down to watch twenty twelve and hating it. Really? It had less Who's CGI wolves. Who's in it? Uh, John, <laughs> John, Cusack. John Cusack. Yeah, yeah. It's a terrible film. <laughs> really? Oh, it's, yes. it's all right. It's, no, 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 no. I think see, it was I don't right. see how you can say one's terrible and one's good. Because, because well, I think Day After Tomorrow is better than 2012. I think the story's better and the characters but, are better. Do you know a film that I watched not that long ago? Perfect Storm. That's a good film. Yeah. It's just but a then, book, then, though, then isn't we're it? moving away from disaster oh. movies because then I'd say there's a film called Runaway Train. It's about Runaway Train. But the disaster movie is, I think, thousands of people in peril. Like yeah. a. a uh, all right. So it's about the number of people in power. I don't know. I don't know what the dictionary definition is, but because <laughs> okay. uh, it was a pretty big storm. In fact, it was, the <laughs> it was a perfect storm. storm. I heard. <laughs> Rumor has it. I, but I was thinking I couldn't actually tell you what my favourite disaster movie is. They're all much of a muchness. I, I like Towering Inferno. I like Poseidon. I, I don't I, know if I'd watch them again. The Poseidon in a Adventure, the first one, yeah, is great. Yeah, the the remake was shocking. Yeah, I once asked. Um, <laughs> I asked Will Ferrell what his favourite uh, Christmas movie moment was, and he said when Shelley Winters drowns in the Poseidon Adventure. That's a really good comeback. <laughs> um, uh, where is, is Twister? Is that a disaster movie? Yeah, that yeah. is. That's not, that, that was not bad, stood, though. It's right? not aged well, time, no. Right? I remember at the time. It was time, pretty awesome like, at the time. The graphics like, oh, did amazing. Yeah. But now, not Did you ever... Now. I think we call them visual effects in movies. But. Graphics. Okay. <laughs> did you ever uh, see the, the Twister ride they had at Universal Studios? No. no it was it's really cool. They, they, like, simulated a... Uh, uh, a twister that came in and like destroyed this gas station. I don't know how they did it, but it was really yeah. cool. You know how insane they go with their rides, yeah, like yeah. live fire and sparks and yeah. stuff. It was crazy. Really, really cool. live fire and sparks. <laughs> it doesn't really Mad. sound that extreme. Some sparks. <laughs> well, it wasn't just guys in black onesies walking around with sparklers in the dark. It was like actual explosions. No, I get and, that and stuff but... like that. It was crazy. You gotta go. I'd rather see the the guys dressed <laughs> in That sounds amazing. People blowing in your twister. Uh, the other film is The Deadlands, which is a bit more serious. It's mm. a kind of art house film from New Zealand, but kind of an action art house film about Maori culture and sort of a boy becoming a man. But I've heard it's got incredible, really bloody action sequences. Right. They're really well shot. Wow. So the story isn't great, but it's one of those films that kind of comes out of nowhere and you watch it and you're just like, wow. I was getting kind of an apocalypto vibe from okay. some of it, which obviously had some amazing action. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so I guess if I was going to pick one of them this week, I'd support the smaller film, The Deadlands. But everybody will probably just not listen to me and go and see. Go see The Rock. Rock or they're going to see Mad Max again. Oh, or go please and see Mad do. Max again. Please yeah. do. do that. fantastic Uh, that's it for this week's podcast Uh, thank you for joining me and also thank you for listening thank you for watching we'll be back same time next week until then goodbye bye bye
Hey there, it's Rachel Ballinger, and I am extremely excited to invite you to Rachel Uncensored. It's my podcast where I sit down and get real with my friends and celebrity guests, where we talk about all sorts of topics. And sometimes we might be under the influence when we do so. We cover things from personal stories to hot button issues. And it's the only place on the internet you can find an uncensored version of me. It's a side of me that you might not have seen before because it's not the most family or brand friendly. But don't worry, I'm still sort of slightly a decent human being. If you're intrigued, then make sure you check it out. New episodes drop every Wednesday. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Trust me, you won't want to miss out on the fun and candid conversations we have here on Rachel Uncensored.